1: Guys, it's here. My favorite episode of the year. Welcome to the Video Gamers Podcast. Today, we are going to be giving out our own personal awards for 2023. We might not be as prestigious as the Golden Joysticks or Dice Awards, but we're glad to have you here. It's going to be an absolute blast. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he is once again the winner for the award of Best Long-Term Host, just like last year (laughs) because he's been around since the beginning It's Josh. I
2: like that. That wasn't an age joke, too. But no, no, no. that's actually just you know how long I've been here. I I am so pumped, dude. This (laughs) I think this is my favorite episode of the entire year. Like, legitimately, it's fun to look back. It's fun to kind of just you know get take a take a top down view of all the games that we've been playing over the year and kind of just look at them from afar and just marvel in them. Oh, absolutely. And then joining Josh and me, he
1: wins the award for best new podcast host in 2023 because he joined us earlier this year
0: in April. It's Ryan. Uh, Competition was stiff, but I, I, you know, (laughs) put stuck to the grindstone and worked hard, and uh, you know, really pulled it. I just want to, I just want to thank everyone. Thank, thank my family. Thanks, mom. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice.
1: Now I will mention that we are currently recording this, ironically. In the middle of the game awards, so I think we've all got it up on our second monitor. We might actually have a couple uh, live reactions as the awards are going out. I they just awarded Cocoon Best Indie Game, so that kind of tells you, you know, uh, where we're at currently in the award show. A little bit of quick housekeeping before we start handing out awards. Every year, we take two weeks off at the end of December just to spend more time with our family. gives us a chance to recoup from all these games that we're playing. So, after today, we will have a new episode on Thursday for This Week in Gaming. And then after that, we'll just have some Holiday Rewind episodes. Those will be our favorite episodes from earlier this year. And then we'll be back with new content in the new year. Also, make sure to follow our podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Hit us up on socials everywhere at Video Pod. And check out support options over on Patreon. You can see that at MultiplayerSquad.com to get exclusive bonus episodes, all kinds of good stuff like that. All right. So one question for you guys before we start handing out awards. Reflecting back on 2023 as a whole, what is it that primarily stands out? Is it the total collection of games, a particular title, crazy news stories, hardware releases? What do you remember first?
2: For me, it is just the insane amount of top tier games we got this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, you know, when I think about the whole year, that is literally the first thing that comes to mind is just, oh, my goodness. We had like eight fantastic games this year, whereas normally, you know, you're hoping for like two and then the rest are mid and they're fun, you know, but it's like you you have two that you're talking about. Twenty twenty three. I feel like I could name eight games off the top of my head that were just absolute bangers. Nice. Yeah.
0: For me, um, other than just the amazing year of games that that we had, I played so many games this year that I would have never played being on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely one thing that, that usually I'll stick to a couple that I love and I just grind them out. And so I had so much fun with all the new things that I otherwise would have never touched. Yeah. Uh,
1: when I think about this year, it's not just that it's a great year, it's just how many all timers there were. Because there are some years where you have like a ton of great games, but maybe you don't have like generational yeah. level games. This year, there's just so many. I mean, we've got like six nominees for the Game Awards. Any of those six could basically win in any year and you wouldn't be completely shocked. This is not like. It takes two winning. Where like what stood out that year were all the delays where we just didn't get a whole lot. This year's just been absolutely jam packed. Almost every month has like at least a nine out of ten <laughs> level game, yeah. if not higher. <laughs> all right, so you know what? Let's go ahead and start giving out some awards. Last year, weirdly, Josh, I don't know why we started with best game of the
2: year. We I don't started know why with it? we did. Oh, we're well, yeah. too generous, man. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to delay that one a bit. We got to hold off on the heavy hitters. Eat your dessert first. Look
1: at you. Yeah. So some of these awards are a little bit sillier. Some of them are a little bit more on the serious side. It's going to be very fun just to reflect on the year and all the games that we've jumped into. All right. Let's start out with most memorable moment. This is one of my favorite awards. Usually this is some kind of oh crap kind of moment. Like Josh, (laughs) I know one year I gave it to the baby fetus monster yeah. in Resident Evil Village, something always stands out above everything else. So you know what, Ryan, let, let's let you go first. What was your most memorable moment of
0: this year? Um, There was a few that I had that came to mind immediately. I When we played the beta uh, for Payday 3, and then mm-hmm. when it just mm-hmm. went haywire and we were running around and scrambling and all those crazy <laughs> guys came and Josh was like, this guy's just... Beat me up, he's Juno kicking me. What the heck? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that was that one was great. Um, I loved when we were playing this Dungeon, Josh and I, and we kicked Bug Mama's Bug butt Mama yep. with a, a sliver of health, but that doesn't matter, you know. Um those that came to mind as well. But the one that won for me was I was by myself, believe it or not. You know, I know multiplayers are my favorite, but the entangled mission on Starfield was one of the coolest Ooh. missions I've ever played on a game and it just hit me in the feels man I I loved that mission I I would replay the game just to play that mission again um yeah that's that's my winner for a moment for sure Give us like the quick rundown like what 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 happens during that mission So you you come into this this plant and you're you're trying to navigate through this facility and then long of the short is basically they have these like rifts where you're going into parallel dimensions, sorry spoilers if uh, anyone hasn't played the game <laughs> you're you're going in between these areas where you're going into two you know i guess universes where where different outcomes happen and it's just there's nothing like it you can you can bounce between to unlock doors or to get to new zones and then bounce back so you're in a different room and you go in and there's different outcomes with depending on what you find it it was just such a cool well thought out uh a uh, series of events throughout the whole mission that just really really sat well with me get to live through schrodinger's
1: cat yeah. the mission, basically and you have to choose what reality do you want to be the case and there's also a little bit of like some hidden secrets so yep. there's like some additional things you can do very very cool mission what about you josh what do you have for most memorable
2: um you know, I, I will say that it, it did come to mind with uh, Ryan and I beating Bug Mama with literally <laughs> a half second of, of life left. No killer, um, killer! Yeah. Oh my goodness, man. <laughs> um, you know, there, there's. I mean, you know, Remnant to the like a couple of the boss fights in that game stood out to me, but there are three that really came to mind the instant that I thought about best moment and the fact that we I have three. In mind, you know what I mean? It is kind of a testament to how good this this year in gaming was. I mentioned this one when we covered Hogwarts Legacy. It sounds stupid, but I'm telling you, it was just, it was the perfect alignment of everything in the right moment in that game. But flying my hippogriff or yep. griffin or whatever it was, up over across the lake and then up over Hogwarts and just sitting there flying in the air, watching the sunset in like uh, you know in that game was just one of those like pristine like zen moments for me um that was one that came to mind another one that i raved about was the diablo 4 uh, i'll call it the end game cinematic where mm, it, i just remember heck, watching heck that yeah. and being absolutely blown away and then literally just going to discord server and being like i just watched the greatest <laughs> thing ever Um, And then there was another one in Phantom Liberty. This is a tiny bit of a spoiler. So if you haven't heard it, you can skip ahead like 10 seconds. But at one point, you have to make a choice whether you're going to betray Solomon Reed or Songbird. And that was one of the most tense, incredible moments in a game, because right up until I had to click the button and it puts you on like, I, I mean, it's it's insane. Um, but you, you are going to ruin somebody's life and their expectation of you in that game. Um, and so that was another one that came to mind for me. So I'm actually taking, dude, this sounds so crazy, but I'm taking the, watching the sunset over Hogwarts. (laughs) I know it sounds crazy, man. I'm telling you, I know people are going to be like, what? You're a wizard, Harry. And just there was something about it, man. I don't know. You guys all know I, I love chaos. I love action. And it's very rare that I just chill and stare at my screen for like a few minutes. But that's exactly what I did. I literally just sat back in my chair, hands off the mouse and keyboard. And just watch the sunset, man. And it was glorious. So. <laughs> Considering you're such a big
1: fan of action games, I will say I would
2: not have guessed that yeah. be your pick. I like it's it. It's the very first thing that comes to, I mean, it's literally the first thing that pops in my head when I think about like most awesome gaming moment. And I don't mm. know why, but it is for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing
1: I have not talked about yet on the show is the fact that I have been playing a ton of Baldur's Gate three what? for the last couple of weeks. Um, you what? can pretend you're surprised, Josh.
0: You, you already knew this. <laughs> I was gonna say, are we going with that? Are we gonna fake surprise no. or no? He did drop this on us not too long ago, though. And we were surprised. I did yeah, that episode's not
2: coming a- out for a while, though.
1: <laughs> I know, I know that one will come out in January. We're we're trying to work a little ahead. Uh, yes, so I finally picked up Baldur's Gate three. I had been putting it off a little bit, but I wanted to experience the game before giving out these awards. So I made it into act three. I have not beaten it. I think I might have fizzled at this point. I don't know that I'm going to finish it out. (laughs) But (laughs) my most memorable moment comes out of Baldur's Gate three. Josh, I'm very curious to hear if you did this as well. I am going with me, allowing Volo the Bard to perform eye surgery on my monk.
2: Oh, my goodness. Yes,
1: dude. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. And
2: you got, but you get something really cool for it, too. But that was, dude. Dude. Oh, my goodness, Paul. Go ahead. This was, to me, like the biggest, grossest, weirdest thing
1: that I saw this year, which is saying a lot. You know, I beat Alan Wake, too. That game's got some wild stuff as well. But basically, for anyone who hasn't played Baldur's Gate 3, you've got these little parasites that crawl behind your eyes. They kind of like go into your brain or whatever. Volo is like a joke of of a bard who thinks he knows how to remove this parasite from you. I agreed to let him perform surgery. Of course, I saved ahead of time. Just wanted to see what would happen. He literally takes a needle, sticks it like behind your eye, Starts like kind of wiggling it around, doing goofy stuff. He says, it's not big enough. Swaps it out for a freaking ice pick. Yeah. (laughs) Starts chiseling like through your eye while my guy is like ready to die. (laughs) I am watching this So
2: cringy. (laughs) I
1: I was watching this through a face. Like if I ate the most sour thing and was watching the most disgusting thing in the world, I was just like, (laughs) like looking at it like this while he's chiseling behind my eye. And um, then he tries to pretend that there's just some cosmetic damage. And my guy was blind. Yeah. So he's like, yes, you have a little cosmetic damage. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and get out of camp, but best of luck to you. And then he leaves. But he does give you a replacement eye that you can pop in its place. And it's actually an upgrade,
0: it's which a, is wild. Yeah,
2: it's a great item. But, oh, yeah. dude, that is such a good moment, Paul. I, I'll be honest. I kind of <laughs> forgot about that one. I don't know if I blocked it out because this scene is hard to watch. It's hilarious. <laughs> it but at the same time, and you have to keep, like, saying, like, it's okay. Go ahead. Like it gives you yeah. dialogue options and you have Hunker to basically down. like say like, please just stab me in the eye. And then yeah. it does. And it, it, oh man, it makes you flinch away. It is so hard to watch, but then you do get a really cool item out of it too. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great pick.
1: That's awesome. wild, wild scene. <laughs> All right. Going on to our next award here. This is one of my favorite ones, at least normally this year. I had trouble thinking of a winner. Favorite new character.
2: Ooh, favorite new character. I got, I know yeah. mine.
1: All right, let's do you first, Josh. Who do you got?
2: I, you know, there's a lot of, uh, of cool, fun, quirky characters that have come out this year. You know, um, I thought about like Boncho from Dave, the diver, like, you know, that guy's cool and I love sushi and, you know, there's, there was chai from, um, hi-fi rush who, you know, was a cool guy. You could be friends with him. Um, and then there was the guy that I thought was just absolutely perfect in not only the like the role that he was cast in, but the character that he was cast in as well. And that is Solomon Reed from Cyberpunk mm. Phantom Liberty. Um, Idris Ilba, I-, I mean, phenomenal actor. It just it fits so well in this game. And for me, just spending that 15 or 20 hours or however long, you know, Phantom Liberty took, every time I was dealing with Solomon Reed, I was like this is just cool man i feel like i'm talking to james bond or something
1: (laughs) help helps when it's voiced
0: by idris
2: yeah i mean for sure fantastic actor
0: yeah (laughs) what about you ryan who do you have for this category he he is great but i uh i hated him in the office
1: oh Oh, charles minor Intentionally. oh he's great
0: intentionally oh yeah Yeah. you come from steel (laughs) you don't come from paper So uh, on this, uh, being my first award show, I did, I misread this. I just thought it said favorite character. So I'm just going to roll with it because I don't have (laughs) anything else. And so I'm going to go with my boy, strange old man, Machief from Diablo 4. That dude cracked me up. He's like, Deckard? Deckard Kane is that you? He's like, "No. <laughs> He's gone. That <laughs> drunk crazy old cool. That drunk old man <laughs> was cruising around in the middle of the desert and I was just that whole time playing that that series of events through that part of the mission where I was just cracking up at all the lines he was giving. Um it just one one that We're stuck okay. with me quite a bit.
2: Yes. Conradrick.
0: Deckard Deca- Kane. Can it be you, old friend? It's me. Mishy.
2: No. Deckard is gone.
0: <gasps> ha! Huh? It is! The gods favor our journey, friends! Sure, drink with me, Deckard. A toast to another life-or-death
2: adventure. No, I, uh, I've had quite enough. It's all yours. Ha! Huh? I won't turn down such generosity. Dude, that's a great pick. That's totally on topic, too. Because that guy, he's a character from a video game this year. So you, yeah. you, you nailed that. Yeah. He's the one that leads you through the sandstorm, right? Yeah. 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 That yeah. dude is awesome. man. Yeah. He's all <laughs> like, hopped you're up living, on drugs. You're and living yeah. in this world. Everybody's <laughs> dying and trying to get, and this guy don't care one yeah. whit, man. He's like, just come with me. Nobody will take you. Yeah.
0: Come with me. Yeah. yeah just come on. Let's go. Well, especially in such a serious game,
1: he provided like all the comedy relief, which was really needed. Yeah. I loved every second. With oh, him, it was, for yeah. Sure. It was such
0: a good kind of checkout of all the dark and gloomy to, yeah. to a funny, just crazy guy. Yeah.
1: For this one, I would say that there was no singular standout where I immediately knew who I was going to give this to. Ultimately, I ended up landing on Saga Anderson from Alan Wake 2. Really, really fun protagonist. You spend half your time playing as Alan, the other half playing as Saga. And I love the voice act work. I thought she was a really interesting character. And especially as the story gets a little bit crazier and crazier and Saga's story and situation gets sucked in more and more. I found myself caring more and more about her and her family and everything going on. I thought she was a really fun character. I also... And I know this wasn't for everybody, but I loved spending time in her mind place where she just gets to sit down and think through, okay, what have I seen? What's happened? What have we solved? What are we looking to do? And she would just kind of narrate through the game. Absolutely loved it. And I thought it was also really fun that everyone in her family, having a background of um, like living in Sweden and having like this Norse mythology background everyone in her family have names that are like plays on Norse gods. So they have names like Odin and Tor and Aww. her mother is Freya, things like that. So I thought that was really fun. Neat. So no one's giving this to Frey from Forspoken. No, her for favorite
2: new character. No, 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 <laughs> Uh, I I might might have an award for Forspoken later on, (laughs) but (laughs) I think I know which one it'll it'll
1: be. All right. Let's see. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one here. I, I like this award a lot, too. This one is what is the best game that you played in 2023, regardless of the release year? So last calendar year, what is the best overall game you played?
2: This one is uh, an easy one for me, Um, and it is a game from this year. But it's Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, yeah. I look at the whole year and I say, what's the best? The best game that I played. It's Baldur's Gate three.
1: Okay, yeah, and that's over like a lot of heavy hitters. Like we played Metal Gear Solid five. We played Hogwarts
2: Legacy, all the
1: all that yep. stuff. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's said Remnant Two. I thought
1: you might be. I thought my. I thought Remnant Two might be in the running.
2: Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, I the the point of this category is maybe I went back and I replayed Witcher Three this year. You know, or maybe I played something that we didn't talk about on the podcast, or I just played something that I loved over again, and you know, something like that. So when we talk about the best game you've played this year, I really did try to search and say what like what all have I played? I've definitely been going back and dabbling in some some games and stuff like that. But it's just Baldur's Gate 3, man. It just stands out so well. I was so hyped for that game. You know, it was one of those my expectations were really high, and then it crushed those. So yeah, that's my answer. Nice. All right.
1: What about you, Ryan? Best game you played.
0: Well oh you know my boy arthur morgan (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a hard game to beat man uh i just i i don't know what it is but especially i love pc gaming but man just sitting on the couch playing a game there's nothing like it and every once in a while i just get the itch to play some more red dead so i went through a whole nother you know playthrough all the way to the end i've got you know another 80 something hours in the dang game and um i was just playing again maybe last week and i was like "Eh, i kind of want to start that snow mission again maybe i'll do another restart (laughs) and i've beat the game like four or five times already all the way through with like everything i can do all the bounties all that stuff so yeah there's just there's just nothing that can beat that game for me it's it's just too dang good you prefer going with a a good arthur who makes Nicer
1: decisions, or do you go full evil, Arthur?
0: No, no, no. All you got to do is you can be as wild and crazy as you want. And then near the end, you just go through Saint Denis and you just say, Howdy to everybody. And it just, yep. it just bounces you out every three. You get a little <laughs> bonus on your <laughs> Hey, honor. partner. Yeah. Hey, partner. Howdy. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hi there. And then, and then, but then you try to speed do it and then you accidentally run over someone. And then the cops come after you and you got to run. And it's a whole, it's a whole to do, but. Yeah, there's there's just nothing like that game to me. There's just and there's so much you can do every time you you find something different. I even saw I was just reading stuff and uh spoiler, uh Arthur gets tuberculosis, but so if you whistle for your horse early in the game, he just whistles later on in the game, he'll cough when he whistles. Yeah. Really? Which is crazy. Yeah, I there's never so many that. Yeah, there's so many little things in the game that that people find after hundreds and hundreds of hours it's so cool you just always find something new i'll sometimes i'll just run through the pathways to see if i'll come upon somebody and and see if i find something i haven't seen before so yeah that one always just kind of brings me back
1: the level of detail of that game is beyond no other like i remember seeing on reddit just like a week ago someone showed that arthur knocks an item off a table as he's looting it and normally you would expect the animation to just be the same animation where he would try to grab it off the table. Uh-huh. But instead, he actually bends over and grabs it off the floor and stands up. Oh, so wow. he was already mid animation, knocks it over, and still picked it up. I mean, when Josh and I did the deep dive, we talked about it too. But like famously, male horse anatomy <laughs> will get smaller and will retract in the snow and in the cold weather. That was so even cool. just. Yeah, <laughs> I was in the pool. Exactly. <laughs> Shrinkage like laundry. <laughs> All right. For this one here, best game I played. Initially, I thought it was going to be Metal Gear Solid 5, but then I remembered I went on a little bit of a tear, and I played Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 oh, back to back, to back to
0: right. oh.
1: back. I got to give it to Uncharted 2. Uncharted 2 so is good. so freaking good. Still to this day. So good. Give me Uncharted over Tomb Raider any day. And I love both franchises, but man, I just get so excited about Uncharted. So, I'm, I'm going to give it up to my boy uh, Nathan Drake there for for the second one.
2: Nice. I'll have to play that series at some point. Dude, you uh, got it, to. Maybe when, you're going to 20- you're going to be
0: forced to, oh, Josh, at go. some That's point. I, I don't know, maybe 2024
2: will be my year.
0: <laughs> Dude, I don't know how I missed it, but when uh, Uncharted 4 came out, I had never played the previous ones. Maybe I was too busy playing Metal Gear solid. I watched every cutscene all the way through for like a week before Uncharted 4 came out, and then I got it and played it, and then I went back and played all the first three because I knew I wouldn't have time otherwise. Played all three and then played four. It's such a good series.
1: It's pretty fascinating storytelling, even if you just do the cutscenes like you said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and take a short break, and we'll be right back. All right. Continuing on here in our award show, let's go ahead and give out our award for best indie game. This is a fun category to talk about We're, I think we have all become far more passionate about indie games lately. I think we've been a little bit disenfranchised by the AAA studios. I think we've kind of had it with the corporate greed and we have really embraced indie games more than we ever have, I would say. And this year brought quite a few good ones. I did not get a chance to try all of them. Cocoon, probably most famously, I would love to check out. I just haven't had time yet. But what do you guys have here for your best indie game?
2: Um, I dude, I'm with you, Paul, and it there's just something about indie games that hit a little different. They're more passionate. They like I, but you can feel it when you're playing you them, it. you know? Like yep. I love a good spectacle. I'm not saying I don't enjoy AAA games because I do, even as much as we gripe about the developers or the publishers, you know, there's just something about a good indie game that just feels different to you. Um, I actually had three that came to mind on this one. Bopple Battle. I mean, what a surprise uh, and, and kudos to the developer. Cause that game is just, I love anything that lets friends come together and laugh Um, So Bopple Battle came to mind. Dredge, which I just played not that long ago. It is a very memorable game. I I don't think it's perfect by any means, but it's a very, very good indie game. And then one that's just kind of took the world by storm is Lethal Company. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, I, you guys, I just love laughter and I love silly things happening. And Lethal Company, while... There, I mean, let's be honest. The gameplay portion is not that great. I mean, Bopple Battle, I'd play the game, you know, uh, gameplay over you know, Lethal Company, but still, there's just something about Lethal Company. You put people in situations, and funny things will happen. So that's my pick for indie game of the year.
1: Okay, and we have all been able to play together. Oh yeah, I think Lethal Company was one of those games where you you maybe see video footage and you don't necessarily understand where the fun is, right. you have to like watch a streamer react while playing or just jump in and play it yourself. If you just watched silent footage, the game looks horrendous. But it does. It really just fosters hilarious stories, fun, memorable events. I thought most memorable event, there was a chance Lethal Company might pop up because we had those ones where like, I was running to the ship while while the oh, giant yeah. was chasing after me, and you guys were all dead, <laughs> trying to cheer me on oh, from we the grave screaming. to get onto the ship.
2: We were screaming <laughs> yeah. in the death channel, dude. All of us. And all I turned right. the wrong way oh, you didn't outside hear any the of ship. It. All you know is you're just running, <laughs> yeah. just all by yourself.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> so many fun moments, though. That that's a great one. Lethal Company, I think, kind of holds a special place for us because of. Those kinds of yeah. experiences,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. No, that was I. I was having a hard time with this because of Lethal Company. There was, there were so many good things I've I, we played and did, and then also that I've seen that I didn't even experience. You know, with with like uh, the ladder, guys were throwing up the ladder and squishing their friends yeah. and stuff, or people ring the bell and it scoops you up, and and there's just so many good things. That was you know one that was really close, but the other one I liked, and Josh, you mentioned it battle yeah i had so much this is my winner as well i had i had so much fun with this game i played it i play a lot of games with my son he's seven we would sit and we would just play and we'd have like 70 or 80 matches just me and him and i'd mess around and do crazy things i do the like the duplicator and just have like 50 characters on the screen or do just (laughs) crazy stuff and there's just so much you can do In that game and there's so much fun to be had and it's just one of those where you can just sit laugh with your friends kind of like lethal company and crazy things will happen crazy stories will happen and it was yeah that's that's my winner i 100 agree
1: this might sound kind of wild i just think it's better than smash brothers i think it's better than multiverses i think it's better than every other yeah it, it just is and it's such a small simple game that just takes such funny ideas about physics in the world. Everything interacts with everything else. So if I have a shrink ray, I can shrink another character. I can shrink the ground. I can shrink a black hole and make it smaller. I mean, you can, every single ability interacts with everything else in this game. How many times did like one of us chuck a grenade at the other and you shoot it with an arrow (laughs) (laughs) midair and it kind of like spirals and circles in the air. I mean, there were so many moments that we just cackled, with putting rockets on platforms and just sending them flying across the screen. I what mean
0: did, What did you always yell? The the Polish hammer. The Polish Hammer, hammer. The yeah. Polish hammer. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone hasn't checked it out, I mean, they they have not paid us any money, but we've been singing this game's praises since before it released when we got to review it. It's Bopple B-O-P-L battle. It's only on PC but man, what a fun game. Go, go play it with your buddies uh, couch, and couch co
2: in a play over yep. the internet. I mean, yeah, the co-op portion or the nature of this game is incredible, dude. Or not co-op, but competitive. The, you know, the multiplayer. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, so much fun. What a great game. That's that is exactly what you want from an indie game. It runs flawlessly. It's innovative. It's cheap. It's 10 bucks like Uh, i would put it in the very short category this year of like a perfect game and here we are spending all this time talking about bopple battle right next to games like baldur's gate 3 and alan Wake 2 and you know all this other stuff it really just speaks volumes
0: it was great and even uh like i'm in their discord and the developer even he pops in all the time does all these updates the the community in there is growing like crazy everybody's always getting matches together it's just one of those that I don't think it uh, gets the recognition it deserves. For I agree. Sure. Totally agree. At least we've done our part in trying
1: yeah. to yeah. spread <laughs> the word. <laughs> All right. Next award. Josh, you're going to love it. I think this is your favorite award. Ooh. We have dubbed this one the Dog Turd Award. Um oh, yes. This is when we get to talk about the worst game or the worst release or maybe the most disappointing game of the year, however you want to word it. I believe last year we gave this to the Callisto Protocol, uh, and I think Michael gave it to Lost Ark because of how bad it turned in in the the third act. But what do you guys have as the dog turd award? Worst game of the year or most disappointing to you?
2: I'm curious what Ryan has to say, because I have not heard Ryan say yet, like, I hate that game. And like, I, you know, like you're, you're an optimist when it comes to games, Ryan, and so I want to hear what you say, because it's like, I want to just hear <laughs> Ryan say, yo, that game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, I, I tried to keep it to
0: games that I've played, and I played quite a bit this year, um, more than most years as far as amount of games in a year. I'm going to go with, and I know I said I liked it, not loved it, but... I'm going to go with Humanity. Oh, I, okay. I just... They're just... those those. I, I, I like parts of puzzle games. I like part of it, but not... Maybe if we could play it as a group, like multiplayer, and then somebody messes up, and you're like, oh, you messed me up on this part of the puzzle, and we all fail or something like that, that would sit better with me, but... The music like just kept it got repetitive it got you know something that was it was cool at first to me but it just got super repetitive the the puzzles if they're too simple i get bored if they're too hard i get annoyed it's just one of those things that just didn't it just didn't fit for me i'm sure a lot of people absolutely love the game and like i said i tried to keep it with what i played
2: this year but yeah i get it i I, I get it man i've i've been playing talos principle too And that game is an absolutely phenomenal puzzle game. Yeah. Humanity is a good puzzle game, but a lot of it felt like work to me. And I never got that feeling when I'm playing like Talos Principle 2, but there's something about humanity where it, it, yeah, it felt like a chore at times. Well, yeah, some people like they'll get a 5,000 piece puzzle and they're like, like a real
0: life puzzle. Let's do this. (laughs) Let's put this thing together. I'm excited. I would look at that and just, oh my goodness. maybe after I do the borders and then I'd be like, "Ah, I'm bored of this, you know? (laughs) Well,
1: and there's such different kinds of puzzle games, which like when we broke down the witness, we talked about how the witness kind of tries to hit a little bit on everything, right? Like here's an audio puzzle and this one's visual with shadows or, you know, whatever. And humanity to me has like a lot of overlap with Baba is you. It's almost like computer programming
2: puzzles yeah.
1: where you're putting like markers on the ground and there's all these different commands that you're doing and you're trying to accomplish the goal through those commands. That's
2: a good way to put it, dude. Yeah, It's
1: not for everybody. I, I liked it quite a bit. I personally liked humanity. I think we would all agree. The game actually ran rather flawlessly. Yeah, so it's not absolutely. a technical issue. It's rather like a personal letdown because it's not, not your type of puzzle yeah, game, right?
0: Exactly.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: All right. What do you have for this one, Josh? Uh, I, I think we can all let's guess. let hear
2: it. I, I, <laughs> is this
1: the, the, just let me play the game. The old,
2: you're darn right. it is.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I mean, just let me play. That's all I want to do. I did have a couple that came to mind. Like Ryan, I, I wanted to keep it to one that I've personally had to endure. Um, The other two were in my that came to mind were Redfall and Gollum, but I didn't play either one of those, so I think objectively you could say, Hey, one of those was worse than this game. But, dude, yeah, for me, Forspoken. Here's the issue Forspoken looked like it was going to be a great game in all the trailers that they had. If you remember, we covered this you know before it ever released, and we were like, Dude, this is a high tech new IP, this thing could be great. And then we had to freaking play it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was just frustrated with this game. I was disappointed with it. It was cringy at times. It just really became something that I started to loathe because we we saw what could have been with that game, and it just was not. And it's not like a game where obviously it comes out and it's just terrible from start to finish, like Gollum, Right. Those people obviously didn't know what they were doing. The people with Forspoken, I feel like they knew what they were doing. They just missed the target like by a mile. And so having to sit through that, having to endure that game, it is by far, to me, the worst game that I've played this year. Well, it was just so
1: puzzling. Uh, so many decisions they made, right? The main character was the most annoying character that you were forced to spend time yeah. as. It was not fun playing as Frey. You were stuck with pretty repetitive combat, which was also very rudimentary. I mean, there were some aspects that I enjoyed. I like the idea of playing a game where you amass powers and you unlock that new school of magic. Like, that's a neat idea. But Forspoken just didn't do it well. And maybe the biggest sin of all, which still mystifies me beyond belief, is that anytime Cuff would talk to you in these cutscenes... You couldn't walk. Oh, you dude. couldn't start running towards your next objective. Please, you're, you were you're stuck. triggering bad memories, Paul, <laughs> right? I mean, this is when you were screaming. Just let me play the game. Like you were just stuck there doing nothing, listening to cringy dialogue, sometimes for like two and a half, three straight minutes. Like, I just want to get yeah. back to playing this game. And it was such a letdown overall. It, and and it, it, it looked nice. The visuals were great, but everything else just fell so flat.
2: It got in its own way so many times. Like, that was the biggest problem. It just didn't know how to get out of its own way so that you could play the game.
1: (laughs) Yeah. My selection for the Dog Turd Award was a game that had severe technical issues, especially on PC. It is a game that all three of us played, we did a deep dive. And I could not look at the birds because oh, the game would crash go. every time.
2: Oh, dude. Doing...
1: What a letdown. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I'm sorry. I know there are people out there. If the game played really well and you were able to have a good time, great. I'm very happy for you. On my PC, everything in this game ran poorly. The graphics looked terrible. It crashed nonstop. I would have to reload over and over and over, and just could not play it. You guys always talked so much about what was the first Jedi game called?
2: Fallen Order. Fallen, Fallen Order, Order. Yeah.
1: And I, I never played Which is it. Great. I, I, I oh, I played so it. Good. Yeah. I played it for like thirty minutes, and I refunded it, and I just never went back to it. What? So this time around, I was really excited because I was going to be able to fully invest in the game, and it just played so terribly that I can't help but give it the dog turd award this year had so many bad PC ports that when I initially thought dog turd, I was like, what's the game that ran worst for me on PC? And that was my answer. I, well,
2: go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm with you. I'm not with you. It's not the worst game that I've played this year, but I, it massively let me down. It was a game that I was expecting to be a 9 out of 10 and wound up being like a 5 out of 10. The game itself is fine, like the premise behind it is fine. Like there's some really cool things in that game, but they just whiffed. And you know, maybe it's that passion thing we talked about, right? It's it's like the first game had passion, the second game had none. I don't know, but yeah, I was massively disappointed in that one. You know who didn't have that many glitches
0: or issues? this guy right here because i played it on playstation i didn't play it on pc so it ran flawlessly for me except for maybe a couple things i know i found a couple glitches like that i could repeat if you were doing something on like little elevators if you did double jump somewhere you know you would glitch out and stuff but yeah no i get what you're saying if you just can't say like josh said earlier let me play the game i just want to play the game yeah
1: (laughs) so even though it ran perfectly well did
0: you feel like it was better than fallen order or a step back oh no no fallen order was better um yeah it's one of those things like uh, making a sequel of something that's great is always hard to to follow that up and and make something better i i don't think it was bad i think if it ran really good for you you probably would like it but i'm a big origins guy and, and all how everything starts and how the build up to the whole story is so that's why i like the first one so much but yeah i mean i i don't hate it as much as you guys do because i played it on playstation and it ran flawlessly but uh
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: maybe in this upcoming year i'll finally get around to fallen order and you know get to play the the better one yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right let's do one more word then we'll take our last break let's move on and do favorite new weapon i like this category it gives a chance to celebrate some great weaponry i did not pick anything from starfield but i have seen some fantastic weapons on starfield similarly i i did not pick a game or a weapon from tears of the kingdom but i have seen people build hilarious (laughs) contraptions like x-wing fighters that shoot down you know bombers all kinds of wild stuff for this one though i i i have two and i'll very quickly talk about the first gale's nethery's orb from Baldur's Gate 3 is absolutely hysterical. So for anyone who hasn't played Baldur's Gate 3, Gale is a character that has a magic bomb that is inside him that will explode if he is dead for a certain period of time. And you find that out the first time he dies in your party, a little ghost pops out and says, hi, I'm you know programmed by Gale. You better follow these directions and revive me or else there will be great harm to everyone. And so you eventually you kind of learn all this, but you can manually trigger his bomb during a fight. Yeah. Did you ever do oh, this, Josh?
2: Absolutely. You know, I did <laughs> the
1: second. This I was is like, why, What's
2: this button over here?
1: <laughs> yeah. What if I manually trigger it? But here's the thing is you don't get to see it. It just gives you a game over yeah. screen. I was so disappointed. It was such a cool idea. They put it on the, the little weapon, uh, bar, but you don't actually get to see it. It gives you a cut scene where he stabs himself with a knife and then it just says game over. Do you want to reload? So because of that, I'm going to give it to the ladder from lethal company. It does not get ah, old of me scrolling yes. through TikTok, oh, yes,
2: TOK. is the best pick <laughs> dude.
1: Seeing people tell noobs. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just watch this. Here's here's the ladder. Let me pull it out. And it just conks them right on the head and they die it's so unexpected, and everyone's fallen for it. It cracks me up every time. That is one so shot good. kill. That's yeah. a, one shot kill. It,
2: yeah, that's such a good tip, man. <laughs> that
0: is that is so good. I I got down the rabbit hole of that too, and then you just you laugh as hard as they're laughing because it's so. Oh, yeah. You can imagine it if you've played the game. You can imagine doing that. Just just like you guys got me with the bell, you know, yep, and everything. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's just one of those where you can bait your friends in and just just smash them. That's so good. Oh, too funny. What about you, Ryan? What do you have for this? Well, uh, knowing how much, again, like a lot of these games, there was you know a ton of uh, good weapons that I loved, especially on like Starfield. Um, but what I'm going with is in Spider-Man 2, I loved the—I forget exactly what it's called—but it's the Venom attack. You run through. You you can use once you get your Venom powers and you're the symbiote. You can run through collect these guys you shoot up in the air and then you just shoot all your venom spikes you look to like this just giant spike ball and you just shoot everyone to the side it's it does a crazy amount of damage it was just something that was so cool and i had so much fun using it when i played and every time you're just like whoa you know and you collect all the guys and shoot them off so that that's the one for me
1: this is the one game that's like the big blank spot for me and josh where neither of us have played spider-man yeah, i too, know so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to look this up later
2: <laughs> it sounds really cool though i yeah uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> listeners will know the smart, the know. smart ones
0: yeah. will know <laughs> what about you josh uh, what you got
2: i got two words for you boys oh Oh, gosh. <laughs> Your wand from dude, Hogwarts Legacy. Okay, listen, I know that sounds kind of lame because I'm not going to... Like, saying the wand is... But, dude, I, I'm not even that big of a Harry Potter fan. Like, I like the movies, but I'm not a fan, you know? Yeah. Running yeah. around and just nuking anything in the game. And it did not matter, man. You could do the big trolls. You could do the little guys. It just... And the the, the way that the effects on that spell... Like just the sound of it, the effects of it, and the instant gratification of something just dying in that game was <laughs> the build amazing.
1: Yes, yeah. you could hear it. It was almost like you can hear it kind of go, like almost like the air is pulled out of yep. the room, and then the spell shoots forward. It was so satisfying, especially if you had the ability to link all the enemies. I was just going yes. to say that. Yeah, you'd kill one, but, like,
0: five would all die at once. It was so much fun. Yeah, you could, like, curse them or something and then chain them all. And then, and then it just, (laughs) especially when you got in, like, the, uh, when you would do those in the forest, the Forbidden Forest, you could do the Coliseum thing or whatever and just go battle Mm -hmm. battle everyone. And then if you're able to link everyone up and, boom, hit them all. Oh, that's a good pick. I actually thought about that one, too, but I I had to go with the Spider-Man one. But that's a good one. (sighs) That's a great one. All right, well, let's go ahead and take our last break, and we'll be right back.
1: all right, guys. We got four awards left. Oh boy, here uh. <laughs> ok. these 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 are some great ones. This is the second annual smoke show award. Uh, yes. this this one started because I made a joke when we did a deep dive on Lost Ark that every character in this game was an absolute smoke show. And then it was Michael's idea to bring that back and and it was such a funny idea last year we had to bring it back again. Just a silly award, right? Like what character in a 2023 game is the ultimate smoke show, the most attractive character?
2: What 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 do you guys got? Josh, let's let you go first. Oh, <laughs> oh, there's a few that came to mind. I mean, you know, there's a there's a show favorite for Ryan and myself, Marin from Jedi Ooh. Survivor. You know, yep. uh there was Professor Garlic, who has been named on this show a few times. And then there well, was Ryan already gave her a ring, so yeah, she's that's not available. True. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get off my woman, man. And then <laughs> oddly enough, there was Lazelle from Baldur's Gate 3, which I never expected, and don't ask me why. <laughs> this is a weird pick, but go ahead. Dude, Keep going. I learned something about myself uh she's so when bony. I played Baldur's Gate 3, apparently. But the, the winner for me is my my beloved. Professor Garlic. Who doesn't love, <laughs> okay. an, you know, an educated woman <laughs> that is willing to help others and, you know, uh, just just yeah, just be an all-around good person.
0: <laughs> All right, Professor Garlic. All right, I, I I get it, I guess. Ryan, any any comments? Uh well, I knew he was going to pick that, so I did not <laughs> pick that. But um that's a good choice. I I wholeheartedly support that. Thank you. Especially because I already man. didn't give her a ring, so yeah. you're good to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so who's your selection for this, Ryan? So for me, again, another blank spot for you guys because you don't know the awesomeness of Felicia Harding, Black Cat, Spider-Man 2. Oh, see so I'm missing bum, out, bum, apparently. apparently. There's, oh, <laughs> man. Woman. Okay. Not to be... I know Paul's trying to Take away of the pervs but a woman in black <laughs> spandex
1: i'm on perv patrol yeah, he's on perv patrol
0: a woman <laughs> she's got white hair she's in black spandex she's just traveling through new york city cruising around using portals and stuff there's just nothing like it so yeah it was uh it was a hard pick between uh her and uh professor garlic but i knew josh was gonna take her so thank you or i let him have this way i let him have this craps yeah you know. oh okay
1: i see the character you're talking about yeah very white hair yeah it's like up she's got the mask on yeah okay i i gotcha is it weird if i select the twins from atomic heart no not at all
2: oh (laughs) dude they were definitely in
0: contention
1: (laughs) so the twins from atomic heart i would say I remember watching the previews for Atomic Heart where we covered that very extensively. And I remember just joking that I was so wrong where I thought Hogwarts Legacy was going to be trash. I thought Atomic Heart might be the best game of the year. And it was almost like the other way around. But the first time you saw the twins in the trailers was like the meme from Community when the dean is like, this better not awaken anything in me. And they so intentionally designed the twins to do that in those trailers. Worked. I feel, <laughs> I feel like it kind of broke the internet for like two days, where that's all everyone talked about.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: what a good. All day, right, Paul. Hey, sometimes you're walking by a, a store and you see a mannequin and you're like, "Dang." Yeah. <laughs> I know, Paul. You know these mannequins;
1: they got it going on. Ooh, all right. Best score. Okay. I, I was going to say, I'm trying to keep an eye here on the Game Awards, but it, it's tough when we're recording. Did that just say Final Fantasy 16 was best music and score? Uh, I think that's what I saw. Good for them. And best indie game, Sea of Stars. I, I'm not terribly I, I surprised. I saw Sea of
2: Stars, might get it. There was... A, yeah, like, I just... Ooh, JRPGs. Not kind of, I know, it's like... It's I, not for me. I, it's not my kind of game anymore. It used to be, but it's not anymore. Yeah. They take too much time.
1: Yeah, I am very happy for Final Fantasy 16. Not the best game by any means, but the sound really fantastic in that game music. Was really good, yeah. Oh yeah, music, yeah. Yep. Music was great. All right, moving on to our next award here. This is the most surprising game award. Now that could be a good or bad thing. We we have the freedom to go yeah. either way. Maybe it surprised you for good. Surprised you for bad. What are you guys taking here? What you got, Ryan? What
0: surprised
2: oh. you this year?
0: Well. Like I had previously mentioned that I played a lot of games that I would not have otherwise played this year because of the podcast. And one of those I was forced to play that thoroughly surprised me and it was thoroughly enjoyable. I'm going with Endless Dungeon. Oh, I thought you were going to say Subnautica.
2: <laughs> no. I, I All right. Endless Dungeon. He'd say Endless Dungeon. I think you know Endless how Dungeon, we feel about water games. Come Endless on. Dungeon caught Ryan by surprise. <laughs> and I'd love to see that because that's the reason that we do like The Force of Friend and The Hijack of Host. And I'd yep. love seeing it because Ryan found a game that he loves. Yeah, I, I've I've honestly been itching
0: to play again. I want to play more. I've been super busy with work. I haven't had much time to game this last like week or two. But uh, yeah, I've I've been itching to play more. Just everything about it, I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I loved the gameplay, especially when we can play together. But even playing by yourself is is fun. You you just get into a mode and you just start trying to run through those levels. You got to watch so many things at once. But yeah, it totally caught me off guard. Never thought I'd like that game, and I loved it. Nice.
1: I'm really glad you enjoyed that one, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. And Josh and I just reinstalled Risk of Rain dude, too, I, so maybe we can get you it, to hop in with it, us. Ryan. It's yeah. so
2: fun, dude. <laughs> we'll do it. I know. I'm back in it. Now. Right up your alley. <laughs> um, for me, I I these I kind of wanted like what were the happy surprises? Um, I, there was a few that came to mind. Hi Fi Rush honestly came out of nowhere took the world by storm i jumped on it right away and absolutely fell in love with that game um the dead space remake came to mind on this one for me because it was so well done and it captured honestly everything about the original game that it needed to so i was really pleasantly surprised with that and then the other one was dave the diver because i heard all this hype i had no interest in this game And then I finally was like, let me play it. And it wound up really just kind of blowing me away. Dave the Diver is my pick for this one uh, because it was a huge surprise that this game was as good as it was. And it actually surprised me because I didn't think I would join that crowd of people that thought that, but I did.
1: And Ryan, you really enjoyed Dave the Diver as well, right?
2: Heck yeah, man. I love
0: making sushi. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Give me all that fish. (laughs) oh
1: very nice for me there were two that came to mind under the waves i rather enjoyed i know it's not a game for everybody a lot of people made fun of it as being like subnautica but bad and admittedly the gameplay is not that great but for me it was the story that i absolutely loved but i'm gonna give hogwarts legacy the the win here for me oh i i was so convinced that leading up to release, I was like, guys, this game is going to be like a 3 out of 10. It's going to be bad. And I'm the biggest Harry Potter fan here. I love them. And when that game finally came out, I was so delighted about everything in that game. I love the story. I love the side characters. The combat was surprisingly fun. It wasn't hard, but it was still enjoyable. There was nothing about that game that I found to be boring or unrewarding. Played all the way through. Beat it rather quickly. I, I was completely hooked. So yeah, Hogwarts Legacy has yeah. got to get it for me. Yeah, nice. absolutely.
2: Great, great pick. Good
1: pick. All right. We're now on to our two biggest awards here. Oh. Here we go. The ooh, heavy ooh, hitters. Ooh, ooh, ooh. First up, let's do... So the two remaining are best game of the year and personal favorite game of the year. I think it makes more sense to do best game of the year first. This is more of like objectively i think this is the best well-made game it provides the most maybe you didn't necessarily find it to be the most fun but you think it's the best game out of the bunch from 2023 josh i think we have a good idea what you're gonna pick I'm here based Baldur's on gate three it's
2: a, it, this <laughs> yeah. is no surprise for me I, I mean for best game of the year award it's it's Baldur's gate hands down for me I mean, there, that's not to slander any of the other amazing games that are out this year, but there is something special about Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, I mean, you can see the love that went into this game. It, it captured everything that I wanted it to be about actually playing like a Dungeons & Dragons rule set, but in the Larian style that I loved with Divinity Original Sin and, and Original Sin 2. So it's I just... This game is honestly a darn near perfect game, in my opinion.
0: Very, very fun. I would agree, because secretly, (laughs) I've been playing it, too. (laughs) I'm not buying that. Oh, nope. I tried.
1: I tried. (laughs) Nice try, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, it's an absolutely fantastic game. Very interesting story, and especially if you like strategic turn-based combat especially if that speaks to you no one does that better than larian studios i mean they they are the golden standard for rpgs at this point yep
0: yeah and i'm not a big i'm not a big turn-based guy but the way you guys have talked about it and everyone else and the nominees for awards and everything
2: you know i may have to check it out just to kind of see this is this is one of those games that you're you are truly missing out on it's like up it's up there with like witcher 3 red dead like it's to me it's in that pantheon of like if you if you're not giving this game a shot you are missing out on an opportunity to experience a truly phenomenal game
1: i think what really impresses most people is the fact that there are so many things you can try to do in this game and it all works like you know how in like the grand theft auto games and even in red dead 2 there are just so many little hidden secrets you can find and discover yeah baldur's gate 3 is kind of like that like if you take a character that i mean i guess we're kind of like sharing some minor spoilers here about everything but yeah. like there's one character that's a vampire you can select that character make them bite someone in your own party and it will go to a cutscene. scene where they confront each other and talk about it. And like how many people are even going to try that in this game? I don't know. Oh, wow. But they've gone through and thought through all of that. I would say if you do a playthrough of this game, you're probably seeing 20% of was, what the game uh, has yeah, to offer. I was going to say, you Maybe less. not much. Yeah. Yeah, like you could replay it, make all different decisions, and you're going to see completely different cutscenes, make totally different choices. Yes, the base game is still going to be the same. You got to remove these parasites. We got to go figure out what's going on. But there's so much around it that they have programmed and thought of that make it very special. Yeah. Chisel out my eyeballs, baby.
0: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Ryan? Best game of the year? Well, uh... It was a hard one knowing how this year was, but I just think being uh, the fanboy that I am, and I think that might give you guys a clue, uh, I'm going to have to go with Starfield. Okay. I just, I I still, with the amount of hours I have in that game, and I know I keep saying this whenever we talk about it, I just feel like I've done nothing. I Yeah, I beat the campaign. Yeah, I got through this mission, but there's so much more to do. I have a ton of friends that play, and they send me stuff all the time that I haven't even come close to doing, and I want to try it, but I have to get in there, and there's so many more steps before I get to that point with the base building and the ship building, and it's just there's so much in these Bethesda games that you can do and and discover and traverse through. Um, it's just I just I I have I loved what I've played, and I just want to play more, so that's why I'm gonna have to give it to to starfield
1: i am gonna back you up on this one ryan i know that starfield has taken its licks from the community and i have a little bit of a theory here i think if starfield came out and it wasn't made by bethesda then i think it probably would have had a little bit of a warmer response i think this year has also really spoiled us as gamers oh yeah like there are people that i literally have read where they say starfield is trash and i'm like Can you imagine if you played Starfield like a few years ago? I I think people would have had a little bit of a warmer response. Maybe it's not to the same level as Skyrim for some people or the Fallout games. I think there's a lot to like here. I think there are a lot of other games that are far better. I mean, would I have nominated it for Game of the Year if I were the Game Awards? Maybe at the sixth spot, but probably not. But I still enjoyed my time in that game. And the weapon variety, a lot of people didn't like swapping out weapons and testing them, but I still get things on my TikTok feed about very unique rare weapons that people find in that game that are pretty fun to watch. Yeah. So I feel like this one, I I think expectations were just too high. It was never going to meet them. I, I hope through patches and modding, maybe a year or two down the road, some people will start to dabble back in. I feel like it's been a little bit over-criticized in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I I mean, I'm not as big on Starfield as you two are, but I have to give the game its due. It's an incredible video game. It's just, it's like, this is one where expectations can kind of hurt things because I don't know what I was expecting with Starfield, but what I got wasn't quite it, but it doesn't mean that it wasn't a great video game at the same time. You know, like I can appreciate the tech, the, the vastness, the amount of choice and stuff that they put into it, it just, there's like a missing something, and I can't, I don't know what it is, right? Where it's not, I don't feel this quite the same way, but I mean, one of the most highly regarded games of the year, other than the naysayers, you know, which I I think they're, they're a loud bunch. And to be fair, we all loved
1: the first few hours. Like the initial discovery in the game was a lot of fun. And then for some people, it was like, oh, that's it. And that didn't work for them and then there were other people that were like, oh, that is actually is enough for me and I'm gonna keep playing it. I feel like I'm trying to make excuses for you Ryan i, I no I, I, I don't think for, it I think needs for some excuses. people,
2: yeah I've heard that from a ton yeah. of people dude a ton
1: yeah some people just love it and others don't
2: yeah no
0: for sure there's there's yeah, and and I would agree I mean like for me Skyrim was better I, I it's one of my favorite games of all time uh but I just love. You know, go into this area, and you can go, and you're walking through just some little shack, and you can explore through and see what's in there, and then you can just go talk to random people and get the dialogue, and there's just so much you can do. And I see what you're saying, Josh, where there is a little something missing, and I felt that too. But I'm hoping that you know, the more I play, I, I might, I may find parts of that and um and get a little more kind of delve into the the deeper parts of the game, but. As always with the Bethesda game, modders will make it 10 oh, times yeah. better. I have no Which, doubt about that. Unfortunately, <laughs> I know we 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 kind of rag on all these big developers and stuff, but with Bethesda, they know all the modders are going to come in, they're going to clean up all the the cobwebs and make it better for them so they don't have to deal with it, you know, pre-release, but you know, I, I'll take it
1: they just need to stop replying to people's reviews online. Yeah. Just l- just let the game stand. Exactly. Don't go in there and start being <laughs> defensive because that's only going to backfire. We all know that, right? Yep. All right, my pick for best game of the year, I'm going to go with Alan Wake 2. So Baldur's Gate 3, this is not speaking negatively about that game at at all I totally understand why so many people want to give it to that when I'm thinking game of the year I want to give it to a game that does something I have never seen before something I've never experienced before as much as I love Baldur's Gate 3 in many ways it, it it feels almost identical to when I played Divinity Original Sin 2 which came out I believe 2018 maybe even 2017 and so when playing Baldur's Gate 3, it was like, oh yeah, I loved these aspects of DOS 2. That's all great. Love it. But for me, Alan Wake 2 was the truly revolutionary game this year. It has very inventive storytelling I have never seen in another game. And that has very clever ways of working itself into the gameplay. Ryan and I loved the Entangled Mission from Starfield, where you have two realities that you hop back and forth. What's so ironic Is that just a couple months later, here comes Alan Wake 2 that does the exact same thing, but gives you four and sometimes even more timelines that you have to swap in and out of. So as Alan is walking around, maybe he's in like, uh, and I know Josh experienced a little bit of this because he he played through the beginning parts of Alan Wake 2, maybe got like a third of the way through or something. Three or four minutes.
2: Yeah, (laughs) three or four minutes,
1: but there are times when Alan is like, oh, this subway is broken down. I need some inspiration. Well, what if I wrote this into the story? Well, now the subway is up and running. And so there are times where he does things like that, where like later in the game, there's a whole setting in a hotel. And there are times when the cult has committed the murder. And this is when they're planning the murder. And you keep going back and forth between these timelines, putting all the pieces together. And I felt just like so much adrenaline as those storylines were pulling back together. I have not played a game or felt that way. I felt like this game told a story in a way I've never seen in anything else and it didn't hurt that the graphics were the best I've seen this year. The graphics are, oh, they had the best graphics of 2023.
0: Yeah, I yeah. haven't played it yet. I haven't been uh, fortunate enough to get my own copy like Josh did. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I did watch like the intro video and, and some gameplay of it, and it just blew me away. It looked beautiful. Um, I'm definitely going to have to probably pick it up after Josh finishes with his copy.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I I am like about a third of the way would be my guess into this game. And I I understand this pick, Paul. You know, um, I I do find parts of the game a little slow, but I think that's okay. It's just like my flavor is a little bit faster paced. But I can attest to that, like the story is incredible. The voice acting is incredible. The graphics are incredible. Like this is, you can tell what this game is. And it is like a game of the year contender for sure.
1: And the musical number is the funniest meta joke I have ever seen in a video game. Like, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go bring it up on YouTube. It's absolutely hysterical. This game really shocked me. I thought I was going to like it. I would not have picked it up if it didn't get nominated for Game of the Year, uh, like with so many publications. And I'm so glad I did because I loved it. To me, it feels very similar to Resident Evil but like a step above. It's like a perfect version of a resident evil game for me. All right. Moving on to our last category, guys, personal,
0: (laughs) personal favorite
1: game of the year. What game spoke to you the most? What did you, maybe it's the game you spent the most time in. Maybe it just had the highest highs. This game just clicked with you on every level. What are you guys giving it to here, Josh? Is this another another Baldur's Gate three? It is not. <laughs> oh, um, okay, this is
2: our personal favorite game of the year. I was so hyped for this game. I mean, if I was shouting from the rooftops about a specific game in 2023, what game would come to mind for you guys? Gosh, I,
1: I'm I'm I I I still hear the echoes. Remnant two.
2: Exactly. Remnant two. I, I mean, the, exactly. <laughs> and and you know what, dude? Remnant two is everything that I was hoping it would be. And then some it like I've played this game through once already, and I'm still trying to get friends to play it with me. <laughs> yes, you, you know? are. Like I right, got right, I got our buddy it. Andy to do it, like, and he's been playing it. Like my nephew's been playing it with me a little bit, but it's like, I wish we could play more. Um, but There is something about Remnant 2 that just feels right as a video game. The action, the polish, the grandeur of it, the boss fights in that game are incredible. I love the difficulty level. Like, for me as a gamer, Remnant 2 checks all the boxes, you know, and it does it in just such a good way. Uh, and so I, that's my that's my personal game of the year pick because I've loved every second that I've played this game. It's everything I wanted it to be, uh, and and I mean, what can I complain about at that point?
0: <laughs> I I will say I uh, I have been one that has been recruited over and over and over. Josh has heavily tried to recruit me to play this game. I did watch some gameplay, buddy. I don't I don't know if I told you that, but. I think it looks pretty good. It looks very exciting. And I think I'm gonna get in with you guys Dude, ASAP. I will play. <laughs> yeah, I'll
2: play it again. You know, it's and just the podcast like, will pay for it. Yeah, Ryan. exactly.
0: Oh yeah? Really? <laughs> yes. I keep forgetting about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like it. Remnant two had to come up somewhere for you, Josh. I knew it was just oh, yeah. a matter of time. Yep. Saved yeah. it for
2: saved it for last. There you go.
1: <laughs> Ryan, how about you, buddy? Favorite game?
2: Well The
0: best games you play are the games you play with family. And so what I played with my family, which is the one I played with my son, Spider-Man 2. Um, Spider-Man 2? On brand. I was... It's just... Spider-Man was always one of my favorite superheroes growing up. There was parts of this game that just absolutely blew me away. Um from dialogue to cut scenes and cinematics to just like there's, there's a new thing in this where you have these like web wings and you can just fly around New York city. And it's so much fun. I had so many times where you can get these super slingshots and you can just fly around the city and you can hit like air drafts and, and I would purposely look out for missions to do that. Um, there's a scene where we can give away spoilers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah especially yeah, Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. So, so, oh, I don't know, but you guys haven't played, but you, uh, you, you guys won't play. You guys won't. Play. Uh, We're not, almost an hour. I'll forget so yeah. about <laughs> it by the time I play it. <laughs> so, so, a couple other characters they get hit by the symbiote, and then, uh, you know, Peter Parker's yelling at him, so MJ gets. hit by the symbiote and it makes her crazy and all her insecurities and all the issues happen and they're having just this pleading battle as a couple and they're just it. it, there's so many cool things about it throughout the game there's so much depth to it that I, I at least I thought and then you can always go on and just do whatever missions. You, there's a crime over here. There's a crime over there. And you could. There's just so many parts of the game where if you just want to play the missions, you can do it. If you just want to go and roam around the city, you can do that too. So to me, like playing that and then playing it with my son was just... It was awesome. It was the best part of the year for me as far as video games go. So yeah, Spider-Man 2 is the one. That's awesome. I
1: I can perfectly picture how how your son must act while you're playing <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Like, I can picture it in my head. I, I, I can tell he absolutely loves it. So it's a good pick. I, I, I can appreciate it. My personal favorite game of the year, I kind of feel like this was like Josh with Remnant 2. He had to bring it up. The game that I by far had the most fun playing and also was the most fun game to follow on social media, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. unquestionably for me. You you guys both um, really praised Ultra Hand. This game did not click yep. with you guys quite as much as with me. You guys didn't say it was a bad game, but you guys did not love it. I think that's fair to say, yeah, right? Yeah. Didn't, oh, didn't yeah. love. To me, this this game had the best gameplay of the year. For me, Alan Wake 2 had the best storytelling. Zelda had the best gameplay. That's why I gave it to these two games. The The whole way that Ultra Hand worked, it's sheer simplicity but innovation was unlike anything else i saw this year i hope games copy it oh yeah. sometimes i'll make fun of games like oh you're just ripping off that mechanic from another game i hope games do that with ultra hand give us cool tools within the game and give us a few things to play with and we'll figure out the rest it's like a sandbox with infinite potential yeah. if you just give us the right tools to build and next thing you know you'll have the world's biggest sandcastle Uh, So I I had to give it here on on my personal leaderboard. It's number two. It's only behind Red Dead Redemption 2. That means I even have it above things like Cyberpunk, uh, Disco Elysium, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom. We had to give Zelda some love somewhere in this episode. Yeah,
2: it it deserves it. I mean, deservedly so. It's just I it is a fantastic game. Like, I actually can still say I loved my time with it um it's just missing a little like it checks four out of the five boxes that i want you know it, it, so it, but you got to give it its due is that fifth box talking yes <laughs> and,
0: well, and, and story, <laughs> and story. <laughs> clearly yeah. clearly right. story takes right, the maybe it checks three out of five boxes then, but <laughs> 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 yeah i know yeah, t- i i totally understand i i once i kind of figured out you know how to play the game and what makes it fun, I did enjoy it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I understand why you liked it. Like, Ultra Hand is awesome. I Like you said, I hope all these developers yeah. and all these people copy this to the nine, you know, and and, and do all kinds of things like this, because it was so much fun not only building all these things, but watching online how people, what they built. Like that was I can't tell you how many hours I spent just watching people build stuff on Zelda that I a game that I didn't even really like that much. But but that feature was so innovative and so unique and so amazing that it just made that game for me. So no, I totally I totally get it.
1: Yeah. And it's the kind of game that you 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 aren't just heading to the objective and, and trying to beat the game as fast as you can, right? This is the kind of game that is, it's almost like parkour,
0: Parkour. Michael, parkour! parkour. Parkour.
1: right? Like I could parkour! just parkour! Parkour! run from here down a path and get there, or here are some Zonai devices and I'm going to create the world's funniest way to get there. And so it's a little bit of the game is what you make of it and for some people it works i know not not for everybody but for me it was the most fun of the year so that's my personal favorite game of 2023 uh any closing thoughts any anything else to share with the people before we close this one out
0: your picks were horrible and mine were the best
2: <laughs> uh, Apparently,
1: Josh
0: and I need to play Spider-Man too.
1: I, according to
2: I, Ryan, right, that's me really hyped this. for this. I, and would, I feel like I'd like Spider-Man already. I just need to play them, you know. And then I'm going to be like, okay, yes, this is fantastic.
0: So I would a hundred percent let you have my PlayStation, but also uh I don't know. Whenever this, oh, so it'll be one day from when this episode re- releases. God of War Ragnarok uh, DLC comes out for free. Yeah. So you're going to have to How wait cool a little is while that? That's fine. <laughs> so you wait a while then you can play both. Sweet.
2: Deal.
1: And and I'm going to be a little quiet cuz uh my family's around but Word has it, Santa might be swinging by with Spider-Man 2, so Ah, he might might be able to get some time soon. So there was a little bit of like, that's a little bit of
0: why I haven't touched it yet. Dude, Paul, you're going to love just flying through the city. I swear,
2: (laughs) man. Of course
1: I will. (laughs) It's the best way to traverse. Yeah,
0: I don't even (laughs) swing anymore. I'm just like, let me launch through. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, They're always fun.
1: All right. Well, I think that's everything here. Here's to 2023. Yeah. Guys, we were very spoiled. I don't know if you've looked at games for release in 2024. It's a little bit slim pickings, at least as of right now. I mean, I'm not really looking forward to like Skull and Bones, nope. which is coming out in February. <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, I think it might be a little bit of a rough year, but hopefully we'll get some gems along the way. Things like Dave the Diver. do under the waves. Yeah. yeah bopple That's battle the beauty of it. There's always yeah.
2: those games that come out that nobody was expecting that wind up being great. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, make sure to swing by our Patreon support page. You can get there through multiplayer squad.com signing up as, as cheap as five bucks a month and you'll get bonus episodes. And then we will be back on Thursday for our last new episode of the year. By the way, the Game Awards right now is performing the musical number that I was referencing earlier. Oh. <laughs> they're performing oh, it live. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, this is cracking me up that they're, yeah, <laughs> with the actual uh, motion capture actor as well. All right. So then after this Thursday, we'll have our Rewind episodes, and then we hope everyone will have a fantastic Christmas and holiday season. And until next time, happy gaming. See ya! All right. See ya, everybody.